Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Do you recognize this cup good, sir? I believe I gave it to you or my family gave it to you for one of the uh, holidays or birthdays or something. Indeed it is. And it is a beautiful crisp night here in Atlanta full of hot chocolate happiness. Yes, it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific comer himself, Zelius. The Thursday Night Hangout is a weekly live show for you. We take your comments, topics, and questions and try our best to cover them with you during this week's show. If you didn't get a chance to submit your topic, question, etc., have no fear. You could drop it in the chat and we will add it to the show. If we do, unfortunately, run out of time, those topics will be added to next week's show, unless I really drop the ball and then they'll be added to the next next week's show which is what happened, unfortunately, um, last week. All right, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right in. And the first question comes from Gunny Chief, and that is video game award shows. Do you watch them? Do you pay attention to the categories? Who wins? Or could you give two hoots? Or could you give a shit? Not to poop on Gunny, but there's video game award shows? Yes, there are. MTV Uh, was doing it for a while, weren't they? I think MTV was like... Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get like Cliffy B up there and uh, all the big names. Well, I think the real reason I actually don't give a rat's behind about video game award shows mm-hmm. is because of the pro- proliferation of reviews. Like you already have so many, like now, like game scores basically coming out. Like you know, Zelda gets nine point eight out of nine point eight stars. It's amazing. Like you already kind of have a gauge of what the best of the games are based on those type of ratings. So in my mind, I don't really pay attention to them because you can already kind of look and see at any moment in time kind of what are the best games, at least from a what would be an awards perspective. Okay, so Zelius, let me let me let me remind you of something. There's something called the Oscars that happen every single year. There's these all these sites all these people who tell you this is the most amazing mind-blowing movie or the most artistic art fart experience you're ever gonna have and yet they still do awards yep and you know the movies that usually win the oscars are artsy fartsy movies that the normal plebs like myself don't give two rats behinds about we only see guns explosions and boobs not like a storyline so yeah are you saying that video games that have storylines can't win awards Wait, there's video games that have storylines? Yes. Well, if, if you if you don't hit the auto-skip on the dialogue, then yes, there is actual words being discussed between two individuals in a game. I thought the auto-skip was like an automated feature. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Anyways, um, so, I mean, it, it was an interesting concept when it was first introduced, the video game award shows. But the fact of the matter is, uh, it was kind of... It, to me, and I don't know if this still exists, but there was this once upon a time, there might be, this might still exist. There was something called the Teen's Choice Awards, which was basically like Nickelodeon's like itty bitty, um, uh, <laughs> itty bitty, like, I guess like our generation relevant type of stuff. Um, and so I, I feel like they what they were trying to do is they were trying to force like, you know, the artsy fartsy stuff that you see in in like the movies, they were trying to categorize that for video games. And yeah, I mean I I 
I don't think I paid enough attention to it for long enough for for me to truly say the following statement, but this was my opinion. I felt like they this was the type of situation that was going to end up whoever had the most money as the publisher was probably going to have the most, you know, marketing and it was going to end up being probably like the best game because they had a shit ton of money. Um I, what I'm more interested in is the um um there's something at a GDC, a game developer conference called the IGF, which is the uh, Indie Game uh, IGF. Indie Game Foundation, Indie Game Federation, Indie Game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Falconry Club. I. Uh, well, anyways, it's it's basically a showcase of all the independent uh, uh, games out there uh, that were created and submitted, through, and they, there's a grueling process. You also have, uh, you know, on a much smaller scale, um, what does IGF stand for, Zelius? Because it's going to kill me. Independent Game Festival. Thank you. It's a real thing. Well, yeah, I know it's a real thing. When I Once upon a time, ladies and gentlemen, I used to be a developer, and one of my projects, one of my group team projects was actually... Uh, submitted to IGF. We, uh, we unfortunately did not uh, make it as a finalist. But it's a great game. It's called Dusty... No, The Escape, A Dusty Trail. And apparently, GDC is now July of 2021. Yeah, they had... Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. Every single convention has, was canceled this year at a certain point. Uh, but well, anyways... Well, it's scheduled for March. Yeah. So there's... I mean, Momocon had, uh, has an indie uh, game... Uh, like award showcase as well. Um, now my one issue with here, here's, here's the thing. Um, and this goes for all award shows. If you are in the running to win an award, unless there is some massive issue with you being there, you need to be there in order to get the award. I am, especially when it comes mm. to, uh, uh, um, independent game, uh, awards. I'm so sick and tired of people packing, uh, you know the the auditorium or wherever they're holding it, the um uh, the theater where they're holding it. You got all these people who drag drug their ass. All, drug a word. Um, they drag it it, their their ass all the way to that convention to be in the audience. So in case their game won, they could accept the award. And then it's some jackass who would who's actually probably like a four hour drive away who is like, if we win, we win. It's gonna be cool. Like. Show up, man. Be be proud. See, to me, that's totally different. I guess, so when I was thinking of Gunny's question, I'm thinking more probably like the MTV awards like you're talking about. No, right. Which, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, don't mean much. But I would actually say that like for a smaller indie showcase like the GDA or the um, Momocon, I yeah. think those awards actually do matter. Oh, yeah. Because in this case, you're an indie developer trying to make your name. In that case, yeah, you winning an indie award in a situation like that, that may actually pique my interest a little bit. Hell, to be to be honest with you, even if you're a finalist, if you look at some of these indie titles that that do submit uh, these developers who do submit their indie games to all these different, there's a ton of game uh, uh, festivals. Um, you will see uh, if you go to their website, they're usually if they're a good solid game you'll see you know was a finalist at this one uh south by southwest has a uh has a a competition as well i mean it's a big deal you know um so in that regard overall i mean like the big glamorized like hollywood version of you know handing awards for most dramatic depiction of 
I don't know, uh, a gun falling to the ground, I'm not going to give a crap. But, um, you know, if, if it's, there's an explosion when that gun drops, that changes everything. Well, here, here's the deal. The, and no offense to all those like developers out there who, who make humongous games, but I'm, I'm much more interested in finding out about that, that hidden gem, that amazing indie game that came out of nowhere. You know, that's the one I, I want to know more about. If I want to know more about, you know, uh, Super Kill Fest 25 and its and its 26 year of existence. Yes, that's right. They took a year off. Um, then I'll just, you know, I'll Google it. But there, and there's probably ad banners everywhere for it. But you know, when you're talking about a, an indie game, hell, I mean the. Uh, when Super Giant Games, because I love that company, Super Giant Games, their first game, Bastion, I accidentally stumbled upon them when I was at PAX. Um, and now, of course, you know, the rest is history. I am absolutely 100% addicted to anything that Super Giant Games puts out there. I have Bastion on my PC, on my, on my, uh, my tablet, and on my Xbox 360. I have Transistor on my PC and my Switch. Actually, shit, I got Bastion on my Switch as well. That just shows you the only game that I don't have... Okay, there's so, no. There's only one super giant game that I do not have on multiple uh, platforms, and that is Pyre. But I already have Hades on PC and on Switch. So that tells you how amazing that game is. And it was because I found out about them, you know, through uh, going to convention. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. And and I, I, I mean, shit. That's what we do for Alter. That's what I want to do for Alter Confusion is give those type of people the the spotlight they deserve. So, uh, in short or in long, I guess uh, the Over Glamorized Video Game Awards. I could, you know, I could care less. I feel like the vast majority of the time when they're like, you know, uh, best war game or best whatever, it it's really. I, I feel like I would get as much out of watching that or looking at the list as just some generic person on Buzzfeed who goes, this is the top 10, uh, shooter horror games that I think are the best. I mean, that's, that's what I equate it to. So I, I don't give, you know, I could care less to be honest with you. Um, yeah. and you already have like the on year, basically wards going anyways. Yeah. I mean, people get like, GameSpot and them give out like it seems like Game of the Year awards in like July. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing is, see here, I feel like hell any any media platform or or format, be it books, be it uh, movies, be it video games. I feel like there's so many award shows that that try to you know like showcase stuff that everyone already knows about. It's like. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, unfortunately it, it's like kids, uh, kid level sports these days. Everyone's a winner. You didn't so win at the, huh? I say just for fun. Yep. Uh, Forbes, I just Googled for the hell of a 2020 game of the year. Yeah. So according to Forbes here, are the game of the year game, of, uh, here are the game awards, game of the year, 2020 nominees for games. All right, Forbes, give it to me. Game, games. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I mean, if you're a Nintendo fanboy and that's your thing. No, no, no. It, it's that's actually um, they've had. Um, hell, we've had enough time to figure this out. But there's there've been um, like mental health studies uh, put on that, and it's act like 
therapists are recommending that you play it if you can. All right. So another a uh, nominee is Doom Eternal, which I've actually heard is amazing. I've heard that as well. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Can, well, can okay? Can you yes, allow yes, for a, a remake to win an award? No, I, I that's no. I look. I, I don't no. think. Look, I could say. I, I could say that a remake may be better than the original, but I don't think that I would, you know, like differentiate and put that. I mean, if God, this is complicated. Because you, know, you could just like, well, the, the, it was released in this year, so why is it? Why do you? Why can't it be? Um, why can't it qualify? Well, why can't Chrono Trigger be qualified? That fifteen times it was re-released on every single goddamn platform. <laughs> All right. So another one is I'm going to butcher this. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Tsushima or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which again, but it's a Sony exclusive, so I never played it, but. I hear it's great. It, I, 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 it was very popular on um, on Twitch, Twitch for when I was really paying attention to what the, the hot game was. Okay, here's one that probably beginning... So if you probably had to do a poll yep. on games at the beginning of the year, would have been end of the year contendies. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. So the ones I'm listing so far would probably be like, yep, those make sense. Yep. And the other one is The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. So the last one, which came out of nowhere, Hades. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I told look, I just I basically just gave you my fan spiel about Super Giant Games. It's a solid game. I'm still playing Hades. Although I did switch this past Tuesday, I decided to go kind of old school on a place of Torchlight 2. And then got I really saw that. I got re- and I was shocked and scared when I discovered that one of the um the uh, the items you can insert into a socket on one of your um, weapons or armor was the skull of Ando, which for those out there who don't know, we have a, we have a friend named Ando, and so I was just like, oh no, Ando. But anyways, that's awesome. Uh, but um, going back to what I was saying, I feel like you know, for like the the more mainstream media, the books, the movies, the TV shows, and hell, even the games, I feel like there are so many award shows that we're now at the point of like little league. Uh, everyone wins type of mentality. It's like, well, you didn't win the Oscars, you didn't win this one, you didn't win that one, but you won the Sonic Drive-Thru uh, March to the Marble Pit show with a funny uh, credits or something. You know, it's like people are... There are so many award shows just trying to find something to award everybody. So here's this website, thegameawards.com. Oh, Christ. Never heard of it. Um, but they have, like, oh, I just lost the stupid portal I was on because I clicked too many times. But they have, like, 15 different categories. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we are, a few categories. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 27. Th- they have 33 different categories. I love it. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 27. <laughs> I. <laughs> I was multiplying the rows, man. Okay, Seven five, five, three. Five. And then I carry the one, add the model four. Okay. Um, let's see here. Best role playing, best family? Really? That's a category? Okay. What is the best family nominees? Um, 
Animal Crossing New Horizon, I feel like, yep. is going to get every single category. Yep. yep. Crash Bandicoot, four. Fall Guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Mario Kart, okay. Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah. And so here's one that kind of seems like it's flown under the radar is Paper Mario. You don't the, really hear much about Origami that anymore. Origami King? Yep. That's a solid game. I like it. I mean, yeah. I, the unfortunate thing is with so many games coming out so fast um, and everyone having so much time to play these days because they got nothing else to do, a lot of the game, a lot, a lot of even the mainstream games, they don't really, you know, kind of stick with you because you completed them and you've moved on. Um, now, Zelius, you did state uh, Fall Guys, right? That was one that was mentioned on there, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to parlay that into a story. Um, so, can I mention one other quick thing I just yep. find interesting? Yep. So, we were talking, uh, so I've just looked at other categories, mm -hmm. and we kind of mentioned just remakes count, and you kind of jokingly mentioned Chrono Trigger. Yep. Well, if you look at best esports game, they have games like Counter Strike Global Offensive and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yep that are obviously not 2020 games still actively played. So it yes. kind of also blurs those lines in terms of to be nominated for a video game award. Does it actually have to be released in 2020? Because basically that would destroy the entire esports category. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, if you want to go, if you're, if it's an esports category, I say, as long as the game, if, as long as a competitive, as long as it's still competitive and relevant, then sure, put it in that category. That's just my two cents. Um, but Zelius made mention of uh, Fall Guys, which of course has been hugely successful. They've run um, uh, like fundraisers and stuff to, uh, you know, of course, you know, put your own little skin in the game while raising money for this or that charity. Um, and we had made mention last week about you know the the woes of Twitch and them going a little bit wacko cuckoo over um, basically dropping the DMCA ban hammer on individuals mm -hmm. for like sound effects in games. So let's put both of them together, Fall Guys and Twitch. Turns out a large Twitch streamer by the name of XQC has been banned from the Twitch platform uh, because... And this was another thing that a lot of people, a lot of streamers on Twitch was were pissed off about is you know there was still a lot of vagueness around uh, why they were why things were getting removed and there was there really isn't any way to like uh, kind of counter or you know dispute um, a copyright strike mm -hmm. uh, because everyone was saying you know they're they're spending too much time on trying to publicize about GlitchCon this you know this virtual convention. Well, it turns out that this huge popular Twitch streamer, once again, XQC, yep. um, I've heard of before while playing, uh, during GlitchCon last weekend was found cheating in fall guys. Nice. Uh, the former overwatch league pro will also, because he of course was uh, caught cheating, will have to forfeit his prize money. Seriously. If you're caught cheating, why the hell would you not have to forfeit your prize money? That's crazy. Anyways, uh, the summary is, during a Twitch Rivals tournament at GlitchCon, uh, this individual violated our official tournament code of conduct and gameplay rules. Competitive integrity is important to us, and we expect all players to exhibit good sportsmanship and maintain respect for one another. His actions will, re will result in a temporary ban from Twitch Rivals tournaments and forfeiture of prizing 
from the event. Additionally, for violating Twitch policies, he has been issued a temporary Twitch account suspension. That suspension is six months. For somebody like that, that's a lot of money for them. Yeah. But what do I know him from? Like, what else is he? Like, he's one of the few, like, streamers I actually know. Well, he was, I mean, he was an Overwatch League pro, so. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. That's where I know him from then. But, come on. You, you're a big name. I mean, yes, I understand. The allure of, well, I'm a big name. I've got to be perfect at everything. According to XQC, what I did had no impact on the outcome, but it was just wrong. Sorry again. I wasn't trying to cheat out of malice. I was just trying to entertain. Seven-day suspension for now. Mm. Ride the lightning. Crash like thunder. Go again. P.S. Give me winning to charity and I'll match it. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was uh, the 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 ban was uh, the six-month ban was for Twitch rivals. The the, ah. the thing. The, otherwise, it was yeah, it was a temporary ban. Would you say nine? Nine seven days. days. Seven days. So, but still, come on, man. Like, seriously? <sighs> yeah. How did, so how did it, does it say exactly how he cheated? So it basically said actions during the tiebreaker of the Fall Guys match uh, violate the official, official tournament code of conduct and gameplay rules found in Section 7 of the official tournament rules. As a result, in effect of immediately, they received a six-month ban and had to um, uh, forfeit their money. Uh, section seven states cheating of any sort through any means. What the hell does that mean? Intentionally delaying or slowing gameplay or tampering with gameplay in an, any other known or unknown manner. Wow. That's vague. I don't know what actually happened. What the, what does that even mean? So I think I'm going to guess that he was doing something to like dick around and kind of waste time in a game, uh, that allowed him to have a competitive edge. I don't know. I, Stupid. That's all. He stream sniped an opponent live on air. Stream sniping is when you look at another player's stream dick. and intentionally grief them when you happen to queue into the game together. Wow, that's. Mm. I mean, it's like when we played Goldeneye and you would screen watch. Yeah, man. I mean, I I, I think. But he's not hot seat gaming. Damn it! <laughs> it's hot seat internet watching. Yeah. Look, let's be honest. There's. There's, I know that this is probably a foreign concept at this point, but there's this thing called LAN, which is local area network, where you would have you and a bunch of your buddies would bring all your desktops to one area and you would play uh, a multiplayer game against each other and you'd be in the same room. And yes, instead of the you know um, like Goldeneye or any of those first person shoot old school first person shooters that did split screen, instead of doing split screen, what you would do is you would angle yourself behind. Uh, one of your opponent's uh, computers so you could see their screen and figure out where the hell they were. Uh, uh, Gun Chief says, sounds worse than Dr. Disrespect. But here's the thing. We still don't know what the hell Dr. Disrespect actually did. They're still tight-lipped about it. All I know is that that because of the ban, he lost all of his uh, sponsors and uh, he got truly dicked over by Activision. Um, and there's a lawsuit. Or a counter lawsuit or something. I don't know. There's, he's there's still legal battles to be had. So, yeah. But the, I mean, there's there's definitely 
if you're going to cheat like that, if you're going to obviously, you know, do something like that, then yeah, yeah, you should get, you know, kicked to the metaphorical nuts very, very hard. Well, it also sets a precedent because if they had just let it go, then it opens the floodgates also at the same time. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, shit, so, this is this is fair game then. Yep. Um, okay, so, um, yeah. All right, so speaking of Twitch and, and this crazy, you know, um, guess like copyright uh, attacks that have been happening, because as we said last week, they're literally going after... Um, you're, you're getting, uh, hits for sound effects that are in sound libraries. Uh, apparently someone, someone was streaming a, a world of Warcraft, uh, stream and got, uh, dinged for the sound effect for what was it like wind blowing through the forest or something like that. Um, <laughs> but here, but okay. So all of that happens, right? So the, the company, um, behind cyberpunk 2077, has has added a feature to the game that um that's called streamer mode. And what that mode is is it disables copyrighted music. Nice. The developer will give players the option of disabling certain songs in Cyberpunk 2077 in an attempt to avoid uh copyright strikes while live streaming or making videos that feature audio from the game. Uh one of the uh people who worked on it said Cyberpunk 2077 will automatically disable those music tracks when players stream from the console version, but that players will be able to toggle the feature on and off. PC players will be able to turn it on and off in the game options. And just for, you know, just in case someone accidentally forgot, uh, 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 CD Projekt Red is planning to release Cyberpunk 2077, hopefully this time. They don't delay it again, because what, it's like two or three times already delayed? Um, they're aiming for December 10th on the PlayStation 4, Stadia, PC, and Xbox One. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, Y, Z, Q, Squared, uh, uh, 333 report, repeating uh, is going to come later. But, okay, side note, does anyone actually have a Stadia? Like, uh... I heard, I heard, and this is kind of funny, I've heard that that um, Google's actually going to release a Stadia app in the iOS store, so you can, hmm. so you don't actually have to have the like the the Stadia toggle for your um, um, for your TV. Like literally, you could just play it on your iOS, which would be very interesting. Aren't they circumnavigating the uh, the pay gate? No idea. Oh, damn um, it. Although it's not coming out on the Switch. I didn't figure. It was probably a little bit too in, um, graphically intensive in, for the Switch. I would say this probably outside of the um, Nintendo's usually in the past had this like, well, we go from, you know, like little gamers up to like teen, T for teen. Uh, but that, of course, has gone by the wayside thanks to digital distribution. And let me tell you, there are some games that are out there on the, the, the Switch store that Unfortunately, you don't have to really jump through a lot of hoops to to uh, gain access to and are highly inappropriate for children. Yeah, I'm guessing it's just the hardware. I mean, the hardware could barely handle uh, Witcher 3. Yep. So I, it's my guess is just a hardware issue more than anything else. Ironically, Witcher 3 is a, another 
CD <laughs> Projekt Red games. They're probably like, you know, it didn't work with with Witcher Three, and we're going to make something even more uber powerful than that. Yeah, it's not. And we're not going to switch again. Hmm. Yes. Um. I mean, are we? Is is that what we're hoping for all our developers, the developers and publishers, to do now? Is to now have a streamer mode? Is that where we're going to have to go? Is uh, make sure that all of the the stuff that could potentially get a cop get you a copyright strike gets disabled when you're streaming. If that's really the case, then I hope we get a new streaming service because that's just not fun. No, well, the that's pro- just, what, yeah. and, and we 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 may mention this last week is like, what are your alternatives? Yep. Uh, YouTube gaming is gone. Yes, technically, I mean, you could still stream on YouTube and you could designate that you are playing a specific game on YouTube, but there's not a dedicated YouTube gaming section. Mixer is absolutely 100% gone. Facebook gaming, um, Facebook streaming period is, is still a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. Um, hell, I mean, what is it? Are we going to go like Instagram or Twitter <laughs> Or I mean, like, I guess you could post it all on there. So why not? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That would be very interesting if you could. Well, I mean, because you could do a. You can you do live videos on Instagram? I think you can. Uh, oh yeah, no, you can definitely do live videos. There's actually a lot you can do on Instagram. I just I, don't understand about eighty percent of it. I wonder if you, how much trouble you would get if you were to stream a game on there with copyrighted material. My experience with. Instagram, if it's like nothing happens, nothing happens, and all of a sudden you get like randomly banned. Sweet. So basically, yeah, what twi- Twitter, uh, what Twitch is doing right now? I guess you could be an Instagram influencer live streaming on Instagram. Sure. But ah. I also there might be a limit on how long you can stream on Instagram. Oh, I, I would. I, I would be sure. Yeah, I would. Yeah, something like that. I, I would. I would bet the house that there is definitely a limit on that. Um, so, you know, I just find it interesting that, and, and kind of funny that there's a company that's already going, you know what? We're going to ease your worries. And because we know everyone and their mothers could be streaming Cyberpunk 2077 when it first comes out. So we're already going to have a, a feature that's not going to get you kicked off your favorite streaming platform. So actually, it's four hours on Instagram, which isn't bad. No, not bad at all. That's the an entire is, stream is, session for me. Instagramming on your PC is a terrible experience. I can't even figure out how to post a picture on in, with Instagram on my PC. I don't actually think you can. I know. So, I know you can. Yeah, but it, It's annoying. But I keep forgetting that and keep trying, and then it, it fails miserably and, or spectacularly. Yep. Um, so there was a um, – there was – a bit of okay, so we have you know uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, news coming out, but there's also like kind of a surprise thing that was going to drop today uh, from IO Inter- Interactive. For those who don't know, IO Interactive is the company behind the Hitman series, who just passed was it was it twenty or twenty or twenty five years? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Last week we did. Anyways, by, I think it's twenty fifth. I think it was twenty. The 25th year of the Hitman franchise, so there was a big announcement that would that dropped today or this morning, and everyone's going, "Oh my God, it's a new Hitman!" Because they've already announced that there's another Hitman coming out. So why would they, what would they do? Their big announcement is something called Project 007. Uh, it is a new James Bond movie where uh, movie, not movie game uh, where you get to play a character 
and earn your double O. Hmm. For those who don't know, uh, gaining the uh, uh, double O means you're a trained assassin. Yes. You are part of the squad of His Majesty's service. Yes. Very interesting. You know, I, I mean, IO Interactive could definitely make a, you know, a, a, an assassin hitman game. So having, uh, you know, being able to do the James Bond license, I'm, I'm totally behind that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I mean, if there's a company that could do it, they've done those type of games. For so, 25 years. Yeah, so see, they they got it. Sense. Um so gosh, like all these all these stories seem to like loop back to each other. So we talked about Cyberpunk 2077 and we've also talked about um you know other games uh like 007 of course 007 you know if you look at Goldeneye you look at all those games you always have um one of the characters always going to be the actor who played the role. And of course, Cyberpunk 2077 has Keanu Reeves in there. So there was another announcement that came out recently, and that was um, that the New Day, the WWE superstar team of Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, were going to be playable characters in Gears of War 5. So, nice. So I was thinking about it. Um, and I'm going to list a couple of, um, actors or famous people who are in games. And then I want your opinion, everyone's opinion on how you feel about when you see a, a popular celebrity be getting inserted into, could be a fighting game, could be, you know, uh, an RPG could be something. So here's some of the other ones that, that I was able to, uh, uh, find quickly. Uh, one of course is Martin Sheen, uh, from the Mass Effect series, um, he did a hell. Of, I mean, I I loved his character in Mass he Effect. He was perfect, though. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, Kevin Spacey was in Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Bruce Lee was in EA Sports UFC. Okay, the then the next two that I found, I don't know if you could really say you know it's like a celebrity appearance as they are in the title of the game. Mm-hmm. The first one, of of course, is Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's <laughs> Punch-Out. Yep. And the second one is the rapper 50 Cent in the game 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. Nice. So I don't know if I could really say, you know, it's not a celebrity appearance. It's just that's the yeah. main character or the main bad guy. Uh, like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was Mike Tyson, you know, punching you out in the last round. And if you, of course, had to play the part of Little Mac who, you know, uh, basically is about as close to Rocky as you could get the, the, the move, the movie franchise, not like it was terrible. Um, and, and of course, you know, just to throw one last one in there, uh, apparently Jimmy Kimmel was in some like, uh, uh, cut scene for call of duty, black ops Two. The more, you know, the more, you know. So my question is, how do you feel about um, when celebrities or, or famous people get put into a game? And let me just let, let me kind of like go like build off that real quick. Not is it better or worse if that person if you have someone, uh, you know, some character or some celebrity come in and play themselves in the game or they try to pass themselves on someone else? 
I think it could work either way. Like you said, Mr. Sheen and um, Mass Effect was one of the best NPCs in the game um, because he gave a certain, I think, voice levity to the game as the elusive man that would have otherwise not been there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was perfect Um, for what could have actually been a super cheesy, annoying character. Um, Worked out well. And I think for the day, uh, for the example of New Day, I'm willing to actually be interested because New Day is also, especially Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. they're video game fanatics. Um, they actually host a, it's actually a whole separate uh, potential litigation with WWE and some things that are going on. Mm-hmm. But they host their own Twitch show called, was like Up, Down, Up, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, or something, mm-hmm. where basically they shoot the crap about video games. Um, so th- and they go like cosplay all the time in the studio. Like they're your huge video game fanatics. So, is, are, are, so when dealing with the WWE, are, are are we basically is is this type of like legal situation? Are we kind of like in the 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 same the same vein as what happens with college athletes getting you know getting money for like endorsements or or being like you know YouTube influencers and gain, gaining stuff like that? So the crux of the issue is forever. It comes, it comes down to labor law. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, WWE superstars, as they call themselves, yep. are considered independent contractors, oh, according Christ, to the WWE, again. which means like they actually don't get health benefits from the WWE. All this they have to do on their own. And what's happened now is in the last couple of years, a lot of them, New Day being one of them, have taken to basically become big time stars on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, some of them definitely make more money on Twitch than on WWE as a wrestler. And basically now what's happened and probably and it was announced, I guess about three to four months ago where WWE said that as a WWE superstar, you can no longer do these independent side projects period into discussion and it's not just that one there's another service that these two i don't remember what it's called right now um but of course the crux of the issue is they're considered independent contractors who are not actually paid benefits by the wwe and you have them basically trying to control what you as an employee can do outside of business hours so uh, um, I, I i do want to uh, interject real quick and that is uh, the, the part where zealous is talking about you know they don't have health care and stuff um I, I love uh, last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO, and he oh. actually did a segment about this very topic. And I'm gonna I'm gonna paste oh, the wow. link in uh, the chat. Was this recently or like no, a while ago? It, it was a while ago. Uh, it was okay. Um, so it was pre this whole Twitch thing. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it was uh, March 31st, 2019. So about you know a year and a half ago. But and the still, other kind of conundrum when it comes to WWE is. It's a superstar. So WWE calls everybody superstars. They're not. But it's, yeah, they're, but it's heavily driven by we're actually the superstars. So the really popular guys, like right now, it'd be like the AJ Styles and the John Cena's and Randy Orton's in them. It's run by them. Well, those what about guys are CM making Punk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just an asshole. Um, and so, but those guys are making like five plus million dollars a year. Right. And like, if you're like John Cena, actually all those guys, except for most of them are doing like movies on the side too. So they're, they're fine. Like they're making work the money. Though? Like how, how are they, how are they allowed to do that? But these guys can't stream. So 
It depends on their, honestly, a lot of it's their leverage. Mm. So if you look, um, so it's also kind of morphed. And one of the rumors of why this happened was honestly because of The Rock. So WWE used to have their own, they might still have it, I don't actually know. They used to have their own um, video production. Like they, like there's, there was a WWE studios who made movies. Mm -hmm. They might still be doing that, I don't know. But like some of the, B-level actors like Randy Orton and The Miz, they've been in their movies. Usually they're like action marine type of movies. Stone, Stone Austin's been in them. Well, obviously The Rock is now, he actually makes the most money of any actor in the world. Mm-hmm. And he did it without basically, he made it because of the WWE because he got him that platform. But becoming an actual movie star, he did it without basically leveraging the WWE universe. And so part of it is Vince McMahon is a notorious control freak. Oh, God, like yes. he he's he just is. And so part of kind of the scuttlebutt is you now have people like The Rock and actually John Cena has basically left WWE mm-hmm. who are now doing this stuff outside the WWE. And Vince sees it as like, I made you, damn it. You should be like bowing down on my feet. That's part of it. The other part is WWE, they're in their eyes. Mm-hmm they're losing money by not getting a part of that income from Twitch. Gotcha. So that's, that's part of it too, is they feel like they should be getting a cut of the profit. Um, the other problem too, they run into that is WWE in the last couple of years, they become terrible at the fan interaction. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, they've lost all touch with what people are actually interested with in wrestling. Right. So you've actually given risk into another wrestling um, enterprise, AEW, all elite wrestling, um, which some other guys have gone to. And it's become very popular because they actually care what the fans think. And so there's also the big, I think legitimate worry where if WWE takes control of all the Twitch streams, mm-hmm. they're going to make them terrible. I'm sure. Because uh, part of what these guys and gals, it's actually a lot of the females are also, because females in tour, I mean, like most industries, they're paid less than their male counterparts. Yep. Um, and so they're also becoming very successful on there too. And they're also able to be themselves because wrestling is a, you're at, wrestling is an acting job yep. with calisthenics. And when they're on these Twitch streams, they just be themselves, shoot the shit, do whatever they want to. Um and there's a very good chance where if WWE starts taking control of your stream, you're not going to, you'll no longer, it'll become like basically scripted. Yeah. That's one of the other big complaints against WWE is 99% of your promos are all scripted. Of course. And it shows. Uh, so uh, real quick, uh, WWE Studios, the, uh, the, I guess the film media arm of WWE, it still does exist. And just for a kick in the pants to them and, and a little giggle for all of us, um, they uh, produced in 2019, July 2019, they produced their first television show for Queeby, which, of course, is the, the platform that's already shut down. That was like a $4 billion. <laughs> yep. So I just think that's funny. Um, so. Yeah, and so the, and the part, part of the issue, too, is you've had, because like I think it was in the 90s or 80s, mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was actually, if I remember right, Jesse Ventura was actually trying to get the um, guy, and he was a big name. He was trying to get the guys to unionize. And Hulk Hogan basically ratted him out to Vince McMahon 
anybody's gonna get put on the shit list. Yep. Um, and so basically anyone is fearful because as soon as you mention the U word, you're they keep you because you're an independent contractor and probably their contracts are not worth a salt to rent on anyways. Nope. Um, you can be cut at any time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but it's stuff like that why AEW, all the wrestling, is um, becoming super popular among wrestling fans. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it's kind of interesting though, because it, it, it's to me it's a fascinating question because it's on one hand they're leveraging their WWE fame for Twitch, but uh, to make that profit. But on the other hand, they are completely independent contractors. And WWE's kind of troll what they do outside of the ring, basically, as a income source. So, I, uh, just real quick, I believe the the time that Ventura was got into trouble was about um, it was like nineteen eighty five, eighty four, something like that. Probably sounds about right. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So, um, um, let's take a quick moment to thank uh, our amazing friends of the show who love and support us. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about our first amazing organization. That is the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by involving being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. Um... They are amazing. Uh, if you have been, I'm not exactly sure how far they their um, their traveling booth goes, but definitely in the southeast you will see them once conventions start appearing in person. Though I do think that they do have a virtual presence, uh, if if that uh, ability or if they have that capability, um, you know, to kind of like showcase their stuff for like you know like a MomoCon or um, a Dragon Con or something like that. Uh, the mm. next one that we have to do a shout out for, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They have committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. As I've stated many, 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 many times, Ryan's been my chiropractor forever and a day, and my uh, son, is all, he also is the chiropractor for my son, and my son is already seeing benefits, so definitely, if you are in the greater Atlanta area, look up here at Chiropractic and uh, definitely get your uh, get you some help and awesomeness. Now, uh, we, okay, so the next one we want to do a shout out for, 
Uh, there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sad news before I actually pop, you know, really go into the spiel, but uh, Nurburger Games. Nurburger Games is created by uh, Craig Campbell. For those out, for those of you out there who may know Craig from his uh, Nurburger pod, podcast, he's actually bowing out as the co-host now. What? Uh, yep. He will no longer be part of that. That doesn't mean Nurburger Games is going away. It just means the Nurburger podcast will continue on with uh with Mike and other uh co-hosts. So anyways, is that even possible? Apparently. Um so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me talk about Nurburger Games. Nurburger Games is the game design imprint of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nurburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nurburger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored, or haven't been explored very often. These games forgo dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. Uh, some of the games that they have under their umbrella is Capers, Die Laughing, Merced Acquisitions, and the uh, just now succeeding successful Kickstarter. Uh, that, of course, is Good Strong Hands. Now, uh, I, I did made mention that um, that Craig is stepping away from the Nerdburger uh, podcast, but he is starting a Twitch show with a uh, another game developer. I cannot remember off the top of my head. Uh, what it is, but I will definitely look it up and, and broadcast it to the masses uh, later. Now, of course, the final shout-out we have to do is our local watering hole, and that, of course, is Battle & Brew. Battle & Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle & Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now, they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered Greek trivia in Atlanta and remained the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place, a place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions, a place where you and your friends feel like you're at home, a place where everyone knows your game. And once this pandemic is at a stopping point, I will definitely be there. I will need an Uber or Lyft home. Um, cause I'm going to catch up on lost time, but I will tell you this, these guys have gone far and beyond on trying to find a way to keep the, uh, their place open for gamers like us. I mean, they've, they've shut it down several times because of, you know, a potential of COVID and then they've done like impressive full, you know, um, uh, store cleaning things, uh, you know, there's a lot of regulations. They they make sure everyone is safe there, but still has a good time. Seriously, if you are in the Atlanta area, you've got it, and you don't know about Battle and Brew, if you've never been there, you have to check it out. Now, I understand that there are some limitations to when you can go to Battle and Brew because of age, uh, but they've I think they've kind of done away with most of that to allow for a, a broader audience. Um, you do yeah. get uh, ID checked at the door, so you get like a little wristband or something uh, so that you could drink. Um, and let me tell you, their drinks are amazing. Mm. No, I want a mana potion right now. Uh, I, I'll take three, and then someone's got to drive me home. 
all at once, just like funnel them together. Yep. Yep. Just pipe them right in, now. man. Just pipe them in. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, we uh, gave a shout out to some of the friends of the show. So let's do some sh- uh, other shout outs. Now I do know that my 24 hour game has passed, but I still have to talk about extra life. Um, we are proud to state that we have fundraised for extra life for nine straight years, and we're going to continue to do so. So we'll do, you know, so soon it'll be for our 10th year. Extra life is gamers doing what they do best gaming to help sick and injured children at their chosen children's miracle network hospital. The money that we raise through extra life will go directly to children for us for children's health care of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. Currently, our goal was set at $250. Uh, we have now surpassed that. We're now, I think, $276. Um, and of course, by all means, you could still donate to uh, to our extra life. Or if you have a friend out there who um, is has done the 24-hour gameathon, or maybe still hasn't, because you don't ha- you didn't have to do it on that specific date. Uh, but it is a great organization, and as you can see, we've already done nine years straight. Uh, so if you have the ability, please donate to Extra Life and help out those uh, amazing hospitals that take care- such good care of the children. Yes. Now, oh, changing okay. uh, a little bit of focus, I've got to tell you that Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, fan supporters, lovers, haters, and all of them in between, become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Uh, now, uh, I want to thank everyone who is currently a patron, and I I want to, you know, uh, you know, uh, tell people that there's still room to be a patron for Patreon. Uh, the money that we've been raising has um, has now been used, or a portion has been used to upgrade our rendering software uh, to for for our uh, audio for our podcasts and our videos. Um, you'll see that there's going to be an increase in quality for the videos, and also it allows me to take a humongous video file of an entire gameplay and split it into bite-sized chunks instead of having to do it manually bit by bit. And the, uh, the proof is if you go to our website, www.alterconfusion.com, and you go to the playthrough section, you will see a playthrough for a game called Ginny LeClue. Um, that is, I think it's like 17 episodes. Uh, thanks to our upgrade uh, to the new version of Camtasia, I was able to do that. I mean, it still took a hell of a long time to render, but it basically made 17 uh, separate files. Then I was allowed, then I was able to upload to better video. Ultra Confusion can't get any better. They can the with your help. Um, now, um, going back to Patreon, we do have two levels currently. Uh, I am kind of toying around with a third level, but right now there's two levels. There's a $1 level, which is you have my deepest thanks. And I, I, I hope that, uh, those out there who, who are not patrons currently will join at that $1 level because that 
you have no idea how much that helps in the long run. Uh, and then of course there's a $5 level. And if you do the $5 level, you become part of the, uh, friends of the show, as well as you might get some other, uh, goodies. Um, and then if you, at this current time, like I said, there is not a third level. However, if you do decide to pledge more than $5 a month, please inform me because I want to give you something special um, to to basically give you what you deserve. If you're going to give more money to Alter Confusion, by all means, please do. But I want you to get your money's worth. So I will hook you up with some special awesome stuff. Like um, a fine Mountain Dew? What was it? Was that... Um, I think it was Con Carolina where I had a bunch of people who wanted me to sign uh, the Mountain Dew black labels. Yes, as you should. I know, I know. Uh, but um, but yes, that's one way you can help Alter Confusion. Uh, and now that I have successfully um, added the uh, the Patreon button and the Extra Life button onto our website, www.alteredconfusion.com, which, of course, we just went through an entire uh, website revamp. So it's brand spanking new. It looks amazing. And, of course, it gives you the ability to do the, the Patreon, uh, the Extra Life. And also, if you do want to do a, uh, a monetary donation, but you only want to do a one-time thing, there is a Donate Now button that goes um, to our PayPal. That's where all the money funnels into. Um that uh, we will then use for uh, upgrades with the equipment for Alter Confusion or to cover convention costs. If we are, I, I hope, I pray that we get to go back to, to physical conventions because I am dying here, folks. I need to walk the convention floors. I need to see those amazing, unique personalities and tables and games and artists and all that stuff. I need it really bad. You're dying. That's very unfortunate. I am, but um, what but are you if, dying of? Loss. Loss. Yes. The loss is killing you. Yes. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not, if you do not feel comfortable with doing a financial donation, I know that in this crazy ass time, we are there's a lot of us out there who are strapped for cash. Um, if you want to help out Alter Confusion, the best and easiest way to do this, and I recommend that you do this, no matter if you donate or not is uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube and on Twitch, um, uh, follow our Instagram, and on all those platforms, please do yourself a favor and make sure the notifications are turned on because I don't want you to miss out on any awesomeness. That being said, as I stated, so we got YouTube, we got all that stuff. I want to break some news, and I already did it on our, I think I did it on a couple uh, social media platforms, and that is Alter Confusion is has officially been recognized as a podcast on Pandora. So if you go on Pandora uh, and you go to the podcast section, Alter Confusion will pull up in that listing. I submitted that, I don't even know how long ago I submitted it to be a uh, um, a podcast on Pandora, but we finally got, literally got the email today saying that Alter Confusion is now a listed podcast on Pandora. So if you want to go that route for your podcast, you can go that route, or you can do uh, the iTunes store, or you can go to Podbean, um, or you, of course, go to our website, uh, and it's all there. Um, now, that being said, if you- too many sources of which to listen. I don't know if I can handle that much. The awesomeness of Zelius is too much awesomeness, which is okay because 
I offset it. But anyways, um, but ladies and gentlemen, if, if let, let's say that you, let's say that you do all that stuff, all everything that I've said up to this point, but you want to do more, there is the ability to send us something that if you want us to showcase something on our show or on our Instagram or one of our social media um, feeds, if you want to send something into the show uh, within reason, I have, I have to keep saying that for legal reasons, um, then all you got to do is send it to 1551 Dunwoody. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village, Parkway. This is super duper important. Number 88276. If you do not put that number, it will not get to us. That is the P.O. Box number, 88276. Without it, it goes to the post office proper and then will be mailed back to you. The city, once again, is Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia, zip code 30338. Mm, so, I wonder if I have any Mountain Dew sitting there for me. Uh, I do know there. I know that there's at least one uh, package there. There might be two. Uh, but once again, I have not been to the post office uh, in quite a while. Um, one of the reasons was I had to be quarantined. I did not catch COVID, but I had family members who did. So I had to make sure that I was not infected. Um, I'm glad you were not infected. That would have been yes, crazy. I, I, I hope that everyone, if anyone out there is infected, I hope that you get better. You get the treatment that you, you rightfully deserve. And, uh, I hope that we can all take steps and, and whatnot to be safe uh, so that we can once again return to regular society. Do not jump the gun. Wait until everyone's ready. Now, uh, I do have a, I, I've got to ask this topic. Otherwise, someone's going to get really pissed because I've pushed it twice. And that is, how do you personally deal with a series, be it a, a movie, uh, a book, TV show, game? How do you deal with a series that stops abruptly? I don't play like actually with TV shows. That's why I wait until a couple seasons are out for that exact reason. Cause we've all experienced the grandeur and excitement of a television series that starts out great. Yep. And then well before it's time has come, it's been, eh, and it makes me sad with video games. I'm not as annoyed mainly because like, when it comes to TV shows, I'm normally like watching that series in a row, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. of the continuality. Well, now now but, that you have the ability to do so. True. Good point. It's not it's so not back YouTube, like back in the day where you had to wait wait a week. Well, you know, they also weren't as serialized as they are now either. Right. Um, probably for that reason. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like, but with video games, generally it's spread out enough, anyways, where it's like. If in its own entity, it was a great game, mm -hmm. then I can live without the sequels, I guess. It's kind of a way of looking at it. It really, for the most part, I mean, I, I know there's always exceptions, but for the most part, like video game sequels aren't as necessary as like the next season in a television series. Like usually a television series, it's like, oh my God, I need that next season because hello, cliffhanger. Whereas a lot of times video games they end in a way where, okay, yes, there's going to be a sequel because you can, mm -hmm. but they would have lived without it. Now, there's obviously exceptions. Like, Mass Effect needed sequels. Yes. Like, we get to the end and there's a Reaper. It's like, oh, my God, I need a sequel. Right. So there are some games where you need the sequels, but some games that have sequels, 
it works, but it wasn't like necessary to actually work. So for me, I'm, I'm in total, I'm almost in total agreement with you on, on the video game front. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've also played, um, quite a bit of episodic games and that's where it really, it really hurts me deep, deep down inside when there's an amazing game that unfortunately kind of sputters out because, you know, the, the other, you know, the other chapters haven't done well enough in order for the, the, the series to continue that, you know, that kills me and it makes me very sad. But that being said, you know, as Zeely stated, the thing that really gets me is when it comes to TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. I am a little bit faster on pulling the trigger than Zelius. If there, if something sounds interesting, exciting, I may jump in on the the early side and then cry myself to sleep when it gets canceled abruptly. Uh, Firefly, um, or 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 there's another show that if that um, got basically cut down way before its time. It was just too witty for its own good, and that was a a show called Pushing Daisies which was an amazing show and it won awards, but only lasted two seasons because they could never really get that, that, you know, uh, fan base, uh, market that was fervent enough to try to keep it alive. Like a Chuck where they literally had like subway and other companies trying to foot the bill to keep it going. Um, uh, so, you know, I, it really depends on the platform. I think another thing that um, that really kills me, and unfortunately this is, it might be my fault or not. Um, speaking of digital distribution, I now read a lot of eBooks uh, mm-hmm. and I have Kindle Unlimited. So there are several series where you can get, you know, uh, where you could basically read the entire series through like Kindle Unlimited, which is basically like a borrowing system. You could have up to 10 books checked out at once, kind of like a library. Um, but there's definitely a ton of series out there that I have like f- blown through and been just, you know, like, oh my God, it's amazing. And then that being said, let's go to, let's, let's go with the easy one, at least from myself and Zelius about a book series that, basically puttered out way before his time. And that of course is the Patrick Rothfuss series. Um, he had two books, had a lot of momentum and then went kaplooey. I'm uh, still holding out hope that somehow it magically appears one day. See, but that's the thing though. We're, you know, we're, we're pessimistically opt, uh, uh, hopeful, you know, like by this point he should have come out with another book, but hell that's, that's, you know, that's the, you know, that's the kind of mindset you have for a lot of the books out there that were, you know, are still books that you remember that are, you know, mind blowing. And then of course you, you run into those series via TV, uh, movies, video games, uh, or books where you're just screaming, please, for the love of God, stop. Yeah, no, but definitely with books, that's definitely one place where, I try to wait until like all of them are out or I see like it's a complete finished series. How do you know um, when it's complete series? series? Like what's that? There, there's so many, the problem is that, I mean, yes, with like, you know, there, there are certain series out there that are complete, but there's a lot of series where it looks like they could be complete, but it turns out that they, that the author had a change of heart or they decided to change something. There was a book series 
Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but it was that I read recently that was supposed to be a five book um, series. And yeah. all of a sudden, the ninth book will be published later this year. So they decided they had such a good thing going that they just kept it going after they basically said, we're going to close it off if, after five. So I don't know if I could, I don't think I have the, the, the strength that Zelius has in order to make damn sure that the series is complete, complete before I jump in. Nah, I can, but I mean, there are, there's always exceptions to that. Um, it just depends. Some places I have, some places I haven't, but if I can, I'll wait. Just depends. Yeah. Um, now, uh, there was another, uh, there's another topic that, that came in that, um, I, I want to hit on. And, and of course this is, this is a community, uh, question here. Uh, cause I, I'm very interested to see what everyone thinks. And that is how long can you play with an OP overpowered character and keep interest in playing that game? It depends like on the gameplay and if there's change in the gameplay. If you're just basically mashing A, 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 A over and over and over, and that's all it takes to win the game, then I might get a little bit bored. Um, but you know what? Sometimes I get home and you want to know what I feel like doing is smashing faces easily mm-hmm. and feeling like I am a god among men and I just bash faces in. Um, and that's all I want to do. I don't want to have a challenge. So I think it really kind of depends um, on the game and just kind of the mood I'm in. To be, I, I think for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm always in for, you know, dropping into a game and beating the crap out of, of all the enemies and stuff. And, you know, getting that, I'm better than you. I'm a god among men type <laughs> feeling. But, but I think... Uh, I was asked this question while I was playing uh, No Man's Sky, which I've yeah. put almost 100 hours in, and that is, to, I'm basically to the point where I am, I can literally take on a fleet of ships with my, my one itty bitty little ship, and to be honest with you, there are times where I feel like I can't, um, uh, like I, I, the the drive to continue kind of putters and I need to yep. go do something else. I can't constantly do that. I don't know if I've ever, that's not true. Uh, some of the elder scrolls, I've basically been to the point where like, I got nothing else I could do. And to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot left I could do in no, uh, no man's sky. Um, because I have a freighter, I could do successful expeditions. I've basically, I'm to the point where I'm at the end game. There's something that you can do that basically ends the game. Um, but in uh, the, the main question is like, enjoy the galaxy as long as you'd like. <laughs> um, so I, I would say, I, I, I would, I would say that in a single player setting, when it comes to OP, uh, characters, I think that I'm a little bit more lenient. We'll go back to it. I think if I'm, I'm ironically, if I'm in multiplayer and I'm OP, I think I'd just be worried that someone else is going to catch up to me or someone's going to surpass me. And I don't know how long I can deal with, I'm a god. And of all, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm basically this you know, lowly turdlet because they nerfed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, it requires a decent balance to have the balance between allowing you to feel like you can be OP, but not being 
boringly op yep. at the same time. It's a hard balance to have it. Uh, Sam right? said, "Never watch How to Get Invincible Armor in Skyrim on YouTube." Oh, killed the game. And to be honest, there, there's definitely that's one thing I won't do. Uh, I, I, I'm very hesitant to do walkthroughs or play, uh, you know, walkthrough guides because I know that once I start, I won't be able to stop, and it kind of you know, ruins the fun for uh, playing that game because then I'm literally locked into the walkthrough. However, if you have to have like three different windows open in order to successfully play <laughs> Minecraft, I won't play that either. Um, Cause that's just, I don't, I don't need, I, I don't want to do wiki research to, to basically be able to build a bucket. That's not yeah. fun for me. Um, I get that. But then, you know, there, there's, Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, videos out there that basically they think they're doing you a favor, but they ruin the experience, like the the invincible armor in Skyrim, or before they actually nerfed it and changed all the um, the the loadouts uh, in Smite way back when. Uh, there was basically uh, he didn't really have this, but there there was a build that basically was like the the million the million hit point Hercules where you basically built it up and he was like the tank, the the everlasting tank. There was almost damn near impossible to knock him out. That was cool for as long as it lasted, but um, yes. Um, now I know that we're basically out of time, but I do want I do want to give a, a quick uh, thing. Um, we're, we're not going to go into this, but there was a, a data leak that happened at Capcom. Uh, and apparently... It gave us a uh, gave the universe a rough outline for the their release plan for the next four years, and I just want to read them out to you, real quick. Um, Resident Evil uh, Outrage, quarter four of twenty twenty one. Dragon's Dogma two, quarter two of twenty twenty two. Street Fighter six, quarter three of twenty twenty two. Actually, I'll just do the years. I'm not going to do the course. Uh, Mega a new Mega it's called Mega Man Match. In 2022, Resident Evil 4 remake in 2022, uh, Oni Musha, Musha new work 2022, Monster Hunter 6 in 2023, Biohazard Apocalypse. That's uh, Resident Evil for those out there who don't know. Bio Biohazard is what Resident Evil is called over in Japan. Uh, in 2023, uh, another Street Fighter 6 in 2023. I'm guessing it's probably like. Uh, uh, like a player pack or something. I don't know. Uh, Final Fight remake in twenty twenty four. Power Stone remake. Which uh, hearing Power Stone, this the last time I even thought about Power Stone was back on the Dreamcast. So that's holy cow. That's twenty twenty four. Ultra Street Fighter six in twenty twenty four. Ultra. Oh, okay. So there we go. It's Street Fighter six in twenty twenty two. Then it's Super Street Fighter six in twenty. 23 and then ultra street fighter six in 2024 and then finally there is a project called resident evil hank in 2024 which i don't know what the hell that means but does anyone truly know what it actually means hell if i know all right so ladies and gentlemen of course uh if you have a topic that you'd like for us to discuss in the future please you know drop it in any of our social media means um and then if you want to tune into any kind of gaming in the near future, uh, 
I personally do a stream on Sundays and Tuesdays from about 8 p.m. Eastern time to about 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you've been tuning into those, you know that I've gone way over 11 o'clock. Just don't tell my wife about oh, that. Terrible um, but anyways, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, f- uh, for myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you the camera our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.